Good afternoon and welcome to the Snake River Lab podcast. It is, what is it? It's the 18th of November. It's Friday. Welcome. I want to start off by simply saying that it appears that Paul Pelosi, the soon-to-be former speaker's husband, literally took one for the team. Um, The local NBC affiliate in San Francisco has released body cam footage that showed that the NBC report, uh, national NBC report that was on the Today Show, which the reporter has been suspended and the video has been removed from uh, the Internet, was actually accurate. And here's essentially what the story went. Uh, According to the NBC report, Uh, The police came to the door. Paul Pelosi answered the door, did not appear to be in distress, and then he turned around and walked back into the house, even though he was theoretically in danger. He called 911. Remember, he had asked the assailant if he could go to the bathroom. Called 911. When the police came, he answered the door, and instead of fleeing to safety with the police, he turned around and walked back into the house. Now, why do I bring this up? I bring it up because every politician, Democrat politician, tied the attack on Paul Pelosi to January 6th. Where's Nancy? The attacker allegedly said. Now, why do I say allegedly? So what we have been told is that Paul Pelosi had his skull fractured by a hammer. The police witnessed that. He was taken off to a hospital. He was in surgery. And guess what? We haven't heard from anything from him since. But he was expected to have a full recovery. Somebody that's 80-plus years old had their skull fractured, expected to make a full recovery. Now, if it were not for the political hay that Democrats used this event for, I would say that, you know, that his medical business is his medical business and it's none of ours. However, because of what because of the fact that this was used as a hammer against Republicans in January 6th and democracy being at risk, the American public has the right to know and the uh, Pelosi's have an obligation to give us a full report on the seriousness, actual seriousness of the injury, not just what the police had reported. and anything else. Because what we have seen just in the last 48 hours has shown that at the very least, we don't know enough information to truly make a decision on that and to understand fully exactly what happened. I mean, make this very clear. You know, January 6th hearings... Where's Nancy? Biden goes out and says, when he attacked Speaker Pelosi's husband, he said, where's Nancy? Just like on January 6th. 
This is no different than when President Biden lying said that Donald Trump said in Charlottesville that they're all a bunch of fine people, referring to the white supremacists when any objective reporting, in fact, the Washington Post even had to give four Pinocchios to the president, President Biden, for him saying that because he said only the people that were just there peacefully protesting, the tearing down of the statue, were fine people on both sides. He then immediately said that these white supremacists were not that. So again, we have a lie. I wanted to move on from that a little bit, just but in a like manner. The Republicans yesterday, I think, uh, prematurely, but that's all right, announced that they are going to be going not after Hunter Biden, but because of evidence uh, recovered from the Hunter Biden laptop. Now, just as a point, in case you're not following that, weeks before the 2020 election, New York Post, a bias, but then again, all news is bias. Newspaper did an expose on this Hunter Biden laptop. Immediately following the New York Post expose, 50 uh, DC loving intelligence people signed a letter saying that it had all the, the Hunter, ba- Hunter, Light, Hunter Biden laptop story had all the trappings of a Russian disinformation campaign. Now, when you parse the letter, they clearly said that they didn't know whether it was disinformation or not. They said it had the hallmarks of that. And, you know, you can almost let that stand and say, okay, well, they gave themselves an out. Except for this. In one of the debates between candidate Biden and President Trump, candidate Biden said regarding the laptop that 50 intelligence officials most of them hacks under the Obama administration and prior. Because remember, in D.C., it doesn't really matter what party you are as long as you're on the in crowd. He said that they said, the 51 hacks, that the laptop story was disinformation. It has not what they said at all. And you know what? Not one of them went to the news media and said we actually didn't say it was disinformation we said it had the hallmarks of disinformation since that has come out we now realize that it is was indeed factual and no less than the New York Times and the Washington Post not that I give any credence to them as news organs but because they are the leading reporters for the mainstream media, have acknowledged that these emails are authentic. So, what do we have? We know for a fact that Vice President, then Vice President Biden, met a number of times with Hunter Biden's business associates, which, by the way, completely goes against what the president, now president, has said. Excuse me. (coughs) Still fighting the voice. Sorry about that. 
Joe Biden, President Biden, has lied when he said that he never met with any of Hunter's business associates. Not only did he meet with them, but he met with them in the White House as vice president. Numerous references, kickbacks, etc. Now, and the reason I mentioned this is because as sure as the sun rises in the morning, you know, the Republicans in the House uh, uh, say that they're going to have an investigation into Joe Biden's business dealings with his son, Hunter. Mitt Romney, uh, Senator Romney of Utah, has said that this was a waste of time. Now, mind you, Mitt Romney voted to convict President Trump on impeachment on far less far less evidence than what is now known about President Biden. I mean, we have President Biden, while well, he was vice president at the time, uh, his, well, actually, he was in between, where he admitted that he had gone to Ukraine, told them that if they didn't, as vice president, he went to Ukraine, told them that if they didn't fire the prosecutor that was investigating the company that his son sat on the board of, that he would deny them or that he would not let them have release uh, foreign aid to Ukraine. And they said, you can't do that. And he said, call the president. I can, and I will. So they fired the prosecutor, and they got their aid. By President Biden's own words, he could be convicted for impeachment, or at least... Uh, have articles of impeachment drawn up against him for the very same reason that the first impeachment was on Donald Trump. And the president has admitted that he did threaten the Ukrainians. So there's that. Um, so Mitt Romney, well, of course we know he's not going to do that. He's, uh, he's going to do anything he can to stop Trump from getting elected. Um, a number of Republicans, you know, and I, I, I've said yesterday, I think I said yesterday, but if not, here it is, that, that Donald Trump should not be given a coronation for the Republican nomination. That he should have to fight for it, fight for every vote. Because the problem is, is that the deck is overwhelmingly stacked against him. He lost in 2020. We can argue about states and their failure to follow their own laws. But the bottom line is, based on the reality of elections in 2020, he lost. Just like the Republicans, even though Nationally, they captured the popular vote, which is an extremely rare event for Republicans. They only eked out a very small majority in the House. Now, mind you, the majority gives the Speaker essentially dictatorial power. 
And so, but they cannot lose any votes. The Republicans have to adapt to the new election reality that is. Um, by the way, of course, there's uh, a lot of anecdotal evidence coming out of Arizona that a number of people were not allowed to vote, that they could go online and see that their vote has not yet been counted. I will say personally that they told me when I voted here in Kansas, they said, when you're done voting, it'll ask you if you want to print out a thing. And I wanted to do that, print out a, a, a receipt for my ballot. But it didn't say, it didn't give you the option to print out. It had some other, it was a back button that you had to push. But that's not what I was told when I started my ballot. And so I was not able to get my own copy of my ballot. And I'll be right back. And we're back here at the Lib. In case I didn't mention it previously, this is a Snake River Lib. Thank you so much for listening. Um, as we continue onward, we have this investigation. Again, I pointed out that they need to have it outside of D.C. where in the event they have to catch somebody lying that they can actually hopefully get a conviction. Uh, what else can we talk about? President Biden has... Uh, his, uh, um, he is appealing a judge's hold on the uh, student loan giveaway, you know, or the student loan buy your vote giveaway uh, to the Supreme Court. I don't know how he can think he can stretch that out, but you know what? It doesn't matter because what happened? You had 18 to 30 year olds turn out for a midterm election like nobody has ever seen before. And this has to be one of the reasons why. So they're going to appeal it. I don't see how the Supreme Court is either going to take the case or, and it, but it doesn't matter because they accomplished what they wanted to. I was talking about the voting in Arizona. There's all sorts of footage of people drop, doing mass drops at, uh, at drop boxes and such. There's also uh, anecdotal evidence of people who are have not had their votes counted yet, allegedly, as well as now there are rumors that when, uh, you know, of course we know that 25% of the machines didn't work. Uh, there were many people that were indeed disenfranchised because they would not extend the hours because of the voting machine problems, unlike in Pennsylvania where they did extend them. But the bottom line is this, Republicans need to learn to play by the rules set forward by the Democrats. You know, where it used to be that if you cared enough to vote, you would take the time to go vote. Now, they're bringing your ballot to you. They're spoon-feeding you what you need to vote. They're taking your ballot from you and probably copying it off 10 or 20 times if you're a Democrat. And then they are filing it. Okay, so there's absolutely no effort whatsoever required to vote. And to me, that's a tragedy. Again, I'm against early voting. I'm against mail-in voting. But 
if it's the law, then you have to abide by that or work to change it. By the way, New York and Delaware have far more stringent requirements than Georgia, you know, Jim Crow 2.0, as far as their mail-in balloting and early voting. Republicans need to learn to play that game, and they need, they've got two years to do it, less than two years. Um, Senator Schumer, uh, we mentioned this the last couple of days. We talked about his uh, desire to give amnesty to 11 million, which, by the way, 11 million is a 2005 estimate. People estimate now that we're talking about upwards of 40 or 50 million uh, illegal immigrants in this country. And his rationale for doing that is because we are not reproducing. Americans are not re reproducing. Now, in the nearly 50 years since Roe versus Wade, you've had well over 45, 50, 60 million, 70 million, who knows, people murdered by abortion, including over half, likely, of all black pregnancies, which of course stands to reason because that was what Planned Parenthood was designed for, was to eliminate the black race. But one thing that Senator Schumer unwittingly did with this statement was he confirmed, again, another conspiracy theory confirmed, that the great replacement theory is, in fact, a thing. The theory, of course, being that we're just going to allow people to come into this country, we're going to naturalize them, we're going to make them citizens, because we can't get Americans to vote for our whack job progressive theology. And that's what it is, it's a theology. We're just going to import enough people and make them voters and promise them free stuff. Again, it's the whole Uncle Sam's plantation. You are a slave to us and we will provide for you. And the only thing that we are asking you to do as a slave is to vote Democrat on election day. So the great replacement theory, which until Senator Schumer spoke up the other day, was the hallmark of conspiracy theories along with the uh, Global Reset, Agenda 21, etc. was essentially confirmed by Senator Chuck Schumer two days ago. Funny you don't hear that in the media. I wanted to spend the last few minutes talking about the Respect for Marriage Act uh, simply because it's really troubling me that so many people seem to be just hopping on board. Uh, I was reading some tweets. By the, by the way, before I go on to that, um, if you're on Twitter, somebody that is really, really awesome to follow is Thomas Massey. He's a representative from the state of Kentucky. 
He is a Republican in name only, but unlike the rhinos on the left, he is more of a libertarian in the Rand Paul, Justin Amash uh, strain. He have, puts out a lot of good things out there regarding the uh, emissions of coal, the fact that carbon dioxide is the Supreme Court. I don't know what science they were using when they ruled that carbon dioxide was indeed a pollutant, and yet it's a building block for plant life uh, on this earth. In fact, without carbon dioxide, there can be no plant life. But he has a lot of things out there. Uh, if you do Twitter, he is one to follow. All right, back to the Respect for Marriage Act or the screw churches over that teach that marriage is between a man and a woman act. The protections in the act relate to the belief of how you define marriage. Because the act itself defines marriage as between two people, period. Remember, I mentioned this the other day. Polygamy is specifically exempted from the Respect for Marriage Act. And somebody, I'd love for somebody to comment to me as to why they think that is. I mean, I've already mentioned it uh, regarding the, the homosexual lobby the LGBTQRS lobby, uh, they, they uh, for whatever reason, feel like they can't be attached to polygamy. But you can choose to believe that marriage is between a man and a woman. But if you act on it, then there's a problem. And this goes back to what I've highlighted before. I, I attached it yesterday is the Reynolds versus United States case, which was the polygamy, the plural marriage uh, ruling. And the Supreme Court specifically said, while you have the right to believe, if your belief goes contrary to the law, you cannot, you cannot act on that belief. So you can believe what you want, but if your belief, if actions on your belief break the law, i.e. not recognizing same-sex marriage, then you potentially could be in violation of the law. And you could lose your tax-exempt status if you're in church, you could be prosecuted uh, for discrimination, et cetera, et cetera. What do you think about that? Oh, one more thing I forgot. President Biden, with hanging out with his global elites, uh, signed on to the idea of a global uh, vaccine passport. 
you know, papers, please. Remember that. Remember when Arizona, what was it, SB 1070 or something like that? Arizona passed a law saying that police could, uh, if they have reason to suspect that you're in the country illegally, that they could pick you up if they stopped you for something else. And there was all the big hubbub about papers, please, etc. Well, President Biden has just signed on to a an initiative that would require a global uh, vaccine passport. Even as more and more countries are now stopping the vaccine for people under age 30, particularly young men, because of the number of reports of myocarditis and pericarditis. That last one, I'm not sure how it's pronounced. Heart disease related directly, it appears, to the COVID vaccine. So much so that Moderna and Pfizer, not having looked at this on the front side, have now opened up a study uh, to determine whether or not this is actually a thing. As people are dying all over the world, as pregnancies are being, becoming problematic all over the world. By the way, Europe yesterday reporting that they may have as many as a million deaths, cancer-related deaths, due to the lockdowns and the inability to get routine screens during the COVID lockdowns. Here's what we know. We locked down the world and we still had 10 million deaths. How many would we have had had we just gone business as normal? See, nobody can answer that. People that are anti-lockdown side can't answer. Actually, you know what? That's not true. Sweden, which never locked their country down, never shut down their schools, urged their citizens and provided accommodations for those with that either had compromised immune systems or lived with people that had compromised immune systems. They made accommodations for them as far as their work and other things. But Sweden never locked down. And the end result appears to be that Sweden's outcome was no different than anybody else's. Just as a reminder, Donald Trump instigated the lockdowns because he listened to little Lord Fauci and the power-hungry people in the federal government. They don't care about you. They don't care about anything except for their own power. Does your life matter to them? It absolutely does not. My life matters. Does yours? On the Snake River Lip.